good morning and good morning, boys and girls. It's time to do it up once again, or maybe I should say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. <laughs> I mean, it's, um, what was that, like a circus intro or something? But uh, yeah, just good morning, good morning, and good morning. That, that will work. It is Chris Logan, host of the morning show here on Planet Radio 106.7. Also host of our Power Hour. That is what we're into right now, where we go in on what's trending, what's happening, what's going on locally, statewide, nationally, worldwide. Oh, what's, what's going viral, what people are talking about. We cram it all in one hour. So I appreciate you being here. I appreciate you listening. Make sure to tell someone about the station today. Make sure to tell someone about the Power Hour. And also, if you want to watch, you can uh, our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page. You can go there and you can see the live stream. And I, I think I'm I think I'm getting shadow banned by uh, by Facebook. Hang on, I need a drink of water. I think I'm getting shadow banned by Facebook. Because even like I was I was doing some reels on my personal page, and uh, I mean they, they were going good. I was getting like one, two, three, four thousand. You know, views consistently, and then, you know, that drop like at two, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred. I'm like, oh, what did I say on the Power Hour Live video that got me shadow banned on, on Facebook? But, yeah, you can go to our Planet Radio 106.7 Facebook page. You can watch me inside the studio. Uh, and it's, sometimes I pull up stories. If there's pictures, I'll pull that up on the screen. So if you want to see, you can. And you can also comment on the live video as well. If you want to interact from time to time, uh, I read those. Keith, what's up, man? Good morning. Brent, Ian, good morning. So that is streaming live this morning and each and every weekday morning. What are we going to talk about today? I'm going to talk about National Barbecue Day. Today is Tuesday, May 16th. I'm going to talk about Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Issue. You know, the Bud Light thing, there's there's no surprise to that. Now, something may be going on with Miller Light. We'll, we'll jump into that. Also, the Durham report. You should know all about the Durham report. That, that went viral yesterday into last night. Got not one, not two, but three uh-uh stories to get to. And do you, if, if you're at a, a place of work where you have multiple employees and you, and you have a kitchen there, have you ever come into any issue where maybe a coworker got into the refrigerator, maybe drank your drink, maybe ate the rest of the meal you brought back from your lunch, or maybe you know dug into your lunchbox? You ever had that happen? Apparently, it happened for someone, and they ended up padlocking their milk. We're going to talk about that coming up as well on the Power Hour 2. And also, Elon Musk, the U.S. Virgin Islands seeks to subpoena Elon Musk in the Jeffrey Epstein lawsuit. Of all the people, of all the people, they oh Elon, dude, ah, who can we get? Ah, Elon. And uh, Wendy's has announced that they will begin testing AI chatbots at the drive-through. And then, if we have time, repeat the last three. I think that's I think that's all we have on tap for our Power Hour today. But thank you for listening. Got to say thanks to Motor City for powering the morning show at 1111 North University in Lafayette, online at MotorCityLA.com. National Barbecue Day. 92% of us are looking forward to grilling season. 
which would be summertime, correct? I guess that's the 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 best time, or or, or springtime could be the best time to grill as well. Because around here, summertime, dude, it's it's great to barbecue, to grill in the summer, but it's hot. Let's face it, it it's hot here in South Louisiana. And National Barbecue Day is always May 16th. And no one really seems to know why. May has been National Barbecue Month since 1981. So they fit it in somewhere. You know, and I guess with Memorial Day, uh, you know, a lot of people barbecue. And actually, you know, Memorial Day is not about barbecuing. A lot of people do, but you, you got to remember that's not what it's about. Maybe that's why they didn't want to make National Barbecue Day at that point, and they just randomly made it on May 16th. But 92% of Americans look forward to grilling season. 84% of us hope that we do it even more this year than we did last year. Most Americans think they, they could get a grill started. 83% say they could successfully get charcoal going. 73% said the same about propane grills. Our favorite thing to cook on a grill, in order, burgers, chicken, hot dogs, and steak. Oh, dude, you got to throw a little link of boudin on there. Uh, what else you can get at the store, man? You could get the, like the jalapeno cream cheese wrapped in bacon, asparagus wrapped in bacon. But, but there's nothing like a good burger on the grill, though. Favorite burger toppings, cheese, ketchup, lettuce, tomatoes, and onions. Pickle, mustard, and bacon also made the top 10. Surprised bacon is not higher on that list. And do you say barbecue or cookout? Depends where you grew up. I always say barbecue. And so and I know there's a difference between grilling and barbecuing, but no matter what I'm doing, I'm I'm barbecue. And it says here may depend where you where you grew up if you call it barbecue or if you call it cookout. People from the south and northeast are a little more likely to say cookout, people out west and in the Midwest are more likely to say barbecue. Come on over to the cookout, man. Come on over to the uh, to the barbecue. But today, officially National Barbecue Day. You know, I was trying to think, dude, what could I do on a random Tuesday for barbecue day? I mean, I don't really feel like firing up the grill. Uh, and I have, so I have a Traeger. You, you can judge me if you want. But I have a Traeger grill. I haven't used that one in a while. And then I have just an old Smokey. And, man, I, I love that old Smokey. To me, that's one of the, the best pits, you know, unless your papa handed you down some 55-gallon drum barbecue pit that he's been using since the 1910s, you know, then you're lucky to have something like that. But, dude, you give me an old Smokey, I mean, I, I think I can do some damage on some old Smokey. Competition barbecue and an old Smokey. Man, what is he using? Not old Smokey. What kind of charcoal? I don't know. He got something from Piggly Wiggly, man. It's all about how you do it, right? It's not about not about what you use. It's about it's about your technique. Sometimes I'll buy the cheap vegetables when I'm cooking, man. You know, trapeze and all that. That's pretty good. But you grab them 69 cents cans of corn. Why not? It's what you do to them that make them taste better. You just got to rinse out like all the preservatives and stuff like that. It gives it it gives it a um a whole different taste. Also, this morning, Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Did you see these pics? If you're watching this morning, I'll show them to you. Uh, let me get out of this window here and pull up this one. And you know, I don't want to sound, you know, like a weirdo or anything, but Martha Stewart looks good for 81, man. 
Look, look at that. She doesn't even look like she's 81. I, I put her at this first picture here. I would put her like 37, you know, maybe 40. Look at this next one. She got some big sunglasses on. Uh, this one, she's like lounging on a on a little sofa, on a little wicker set. And there's some big leaves around her. I think they took these photos in the Dominican Republic. So that's why they have, you know, that's why they're all this style. But dude, she, I mean, she's she's looking good. Obviously, you know, she had some work done. And then I'm sure the photographer, he did a little work as well. But I mean, whatever. Oh, here she is again. She got a little, like, you know, got a little suit. And, and she's she's kind of, you know, hunched over in a lot of her photos as well. There she is laying down. She got a big ass hat on. She's laying down in the sand. Here she's leaning up against some rocks. She's kind of doing the kissy face right here, coming out the water. But I mean, for 81, dude, she looks really good. You know, maybe that time spent in jail, dude, maybe smoking that weed with Snoop Dogg did her some good. You can only hope to make it to 81, right? There's some of her in the pool, then some of her on like a little sofa, a little wicker set, then she has like this towel on. Uh, but all in all, some pretty cool pics with Martha Stewart. How long she got left, man, at the age of 81. Uh, and, and then there's also some other people. So I think, you know, uh, Sports Illustrated kept it fair and balanced for the swimsuit issue. Also on the swimsuit issue, um, what's her face? Hang on, let me scroll down to the story. Uh, from Transformers, man, what's her name? Uh, uh, Megan Fox. So she is another person that has been featured. And also model Brooks Nader and then trans singer Jim, uh, Jim, uh, May, uh, Kim Petrus. That's, that's her name. So fair and balanced, handed out participation trophies. Not one, not two, not three, but four people part of the swimsuit issue. But Martha Stewart is the one that's on the cover. And also this today, by the way, it's 812. You're listening to the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. Let me check the temperature if you care about that. Mm -hmm. Can't be 68 degrees, huh? Is it going to get a little cooler today? Am I just not? Am I just not following things? Okay, sunshine, sixty-eight, eight twelve. But we know the whole fiasco with Bud Light, correct? Now I'm reading today that something could be going on with Miller Light. Ah, oh, man, it's like every. Ah. Let's let's see. Let, let me just let me just scroll back up to this story. But yesterday morning, someone on Twitter found an old Miller Lite ad. And they're trying to launch a Bud Light-like boycott. This person called the ad woke and then added, quote, these companies are broken and have no idea who actually consumes their products. The ad is not new. It was released in March before the Bud Light chaos and you know all that stuff started. It is a tongue-in-cheek ad for Women's History Month, and you may not have seen it. And I, I looked a little bit at it. I have the link. 
Uh, they say the S word a lot. It's beeped out, but they say it over and over. And so I decided not to play it this morning. But in the clip, Miller Lite says that throughout history, women were known for brewing beer. And yet centuries later, the beer industry paid homage to the founding mothers of beer by putting women in bikinis. So it's almost like a, a shot at themselves in a way and, and for marketing. By the way, I just we just talked about Sports Illustrated and the swimsuit issue and 81-year-old Martha Stewart. So, like, where does it end, man? Where, where does it end? But so in the ad, they say that they're buying back all the old posters and advertisements and turning them into fertilizer and giving them to farmers to grow more hops. So they're taking all the stuff, you know, all the swimsuits and all the, the uh, I guess, risque-type advertisement, and they're, they're grinding, and, grinding them up, and they're making them into fertilizer. And then, so when this person saw this ad, which it was like a minute and a half, so it, it wasn't an official like TV commercial. It wasn't a radio commercial. It was probably something that maybe they released online. Maybe they didn't. It was online and someone found it. But yesterday, Miller Lite was trending on social media, and a lot of people were furious, claiming that they will never drink Miller Lite again. Others called for Miller Lite's advertising executives to be fired, and some even demanded that the video removed from the Internet. A spokesperson for Molson Coors, Miller Lite's parent company, told Fox News there's nothing remotely controversial in the ad. And most people uh, say that they were, uh, those who are calling for uh, a boycott say they're, just, they're switching to Yingling. But Paps and Samuel Adams could also be options at, th at this point. But I, I, I don't know. T to me, that's kind of digging a little bit, man. Look, I, we can dig on anything and everything if we want. It's like if, if, if that was old, like just, like, just leave, like just leave it, man. Just, just leave it alone. But you can, you can probably find it on social media. I mean, just and, and it's, it's kind of trending this morning. But you could probably find the ad if you want to go and check it out. Um. Also, yesterday, last night. The Durham report was released. Uh, that was on all the major. That was on all the uh, major uh, news outlets yesterday. But uh, I, I saw this, and this is just a little uh, press release that was done by Marco Rubio, who's the Florida senator. And, and pretty much this report says there was no collusion between Donald Trump and Russia. You may have believed it at the time. You may have not believed it at the time. But now pretty much you're saying that that really did not happen. And it, it was the FBI's investigation into it um, that said there was some collusion and there wasn't. But this is kind of just a, a small release by Marco Rubio. He says, after a four-year investigation, special counsel John Durham denounced the FBI's investigation into whether the Trump campaign coordinated with Russia to influence the 2016 presidential election. The report finds the FBI, quote, failed to uphold their mission of strict fidelity to the law because it did not have sufficient evidence to launch an investigation. Now, Marco Rubio is vice chairman of the Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. He condemned the FBI's investigation and warned it 
undermined America's national security. He also says, quote, the Durham report details serious and unforgivable breaches by federal law enforcement relying on altered documents and partisan opposition. Research is an extreme abuse of power. There is no justification for using national security tools designed to keep America safe for partisan political gain. Those responsible need to be held accountable, not just for meddling in the presidential election, but also for damage done to our institutions. America and its institutions are weaker today because of their actions, and it will take years for the FBI and others to rebuild that trust. Rigorous oversight of the FBI's intelligence activities must be a top priority for the congressional intelligence committees. And that was a release by Senator Rubio. And we're not going to go deep into that this morning. I mean, there's a lot surrounding it. You know, even CNN and Jake Tapper saying that, you know, pretty much President Trump was exonerated. And I'm sure there's there's a lot of this. And there was a lot of stories and there was a lot of stuff going on, man. Um, and then, and, and now what, you know, years later, now what, you know, the election already happened and, and they got their way. Right. And then, but now what, what sweep it under the rug? Like it never happened, you know, or is we're still on that, that we're on that merry-go-round though. Eat, just eating our cotton candy, eating our cotton candy, eating the uh, candied apples. Got to get off that. So we got more coming up inside of the Power Hour here. We got not one, not two, but three uh-uh stories. Also, crazy or brilliant, someone padlocked their milk in the office fridge. Dude, that was probably this person's last straw. Like, damn it, I brought some milk. I like to have me a bowl of cereal in the morning. I like to put a little milk in my coffee, whatever it was. And, and someone kept stealing their milk, so they padlocked the dang thing. And I got a picture of it, too. I don't know how they made the padlock, where they got the padlock, but it was innovative. And also have an office fridge story as well. I'm going to share that with you, a personal office fridge story. Because, dude, if you have uh, a fridge at your office, odds are that something got stolen from it, and you probably, maybe it was some of your stuff, maybe they took your mozzarella sticks that you had left over from Sonic when you went to lunch. You couldn't eat them all. You put them in there. You had two left. Somebody ate one. Those things happen in office settings. And dude said, nope, just gonna pat, I'm gonna padlock my milk. Also, uh, Wendy's announced it's gonna begin testing AI chatbots to take your orders at drive through So we're gonna talk about that and more. It is all on the way. We got plenty, plenty more to come inside the power hour here on Planet Radio 106.7. All right, so we got, uh, what do we have today? Like about three minutes. Yeah, three minutes. But, uh, yeah, you should be able to hear me now. So I, I, I don't know this whole Miller Lite thing and why it was even brought up. Who's, who's um, you know, behind it. I, it it's, it's all getting out of control, man. Um, but, yeah, look, th- I mean, this. Martha Stewart, 81, look. There she is. I didn't realize Sports Illustrated still had the, uh, the uh, whatchamacallit, swimsuit issue. I-, I thought by now that would have been 
<laughs> like that would have been uh, over and done with. And people would have said, oh, no, we can't we can't do that anymore. Uh, but yeah, there's there's a lot of pictures of her in there. But but like this is coming up. Look, this is a picture of that padlocked padlocked milk. I mean, what the? <laughs> nope, y'all are not drinking my milk today. Padlocked. And then this, dude. Two people are facing charges after drugs found hidden in a rubber pregnancy belly. That's one of our uh-uh stories that's coming up. David says, hot. That's my kind of gilf. She's she's pretty. I mean, she she's good looking. I don't want to sound like some nasty old man, but I mean, she's she's good looking. Let me let me get rid, let's get rid of that for right now. Okay. All right, got about a minute left. Yep, not one, not two, but three uh-uh stories. Twenty seconds. So we're back at it inside the Power Hour here on Planet Radio 106.7, where we go in on daily headlines and stories. It could be national. It can be local here in Acadiana, worldwide, all over the place, trending viral. We'll, we'll talk about it. Sometimes you hear about trending things first here inside the Power Hour, you know, before you hear it anywhere else. But I got three uh-uh stories to share with you today. Now, what's uh-uh stories? So uh-uh stories... Those are stories that I read. I might read the headline. I may read the entire story. Then the first two words in my mouth are uh-uh. So today we have not one, not two, but we have three uh-uh stories. And we're going to start with this one from Louisiana. It is from w- WGNO, and this is out of Terrebonne Parish. Uh, I'll put up their picture on the screen if you're watching. Look, that's their, that's their little faces. Uh, and again, uh, there's a there's a, um, a a title on the picture of their mugshots. All persons are presumed innocent until proven guilty. Yep. But a man and woman are behind bars after they allegedly stole over one million dollars in items from a business in Homa. You see, the Terrebonne Parish Sheriff said employees reported a burglary at the business at the 100 block of Commercial Drive on Sunday, May 7th. Witnesses told investigators they saw two people leap behind a vehicle and run into a wooded area near the business when they arrived. The sheriff said a search of the vehicle led to the discovery of multiple stolen items. In total, over $1 million in items were identified 
as stolen from the business. He, the sheriff added that the vehicle led to the identification of 61-year-old Russell Duncan Britt as a suspect. Britt was brought in for questioning, and the sheriff said he confessed to burglarizing the business on multiple occasions. He was charged with four counts of simple burglary, felony theft, and unauthorized use of a movable. Then after the investigation continued, the sheriff said 52-year-old Angela Rainey was also identified as a suspect. He said she also confessed to burglarizing the business on multiple occasions. She was charged with four counts of simple burglary, felony theft, and multiple outstanding warrants. <laughs> Common said, I didn't know Homa had a, a million dollars worth of stuff to steal. Uh, Britt's bond set at $175,000. Rainey's was set at $135,000, and they were booked in the, in the Terrebonne Parish Jail. But, dude, what were they taking for? One million dollars from this business might have been, you know, maybe it was some kind of oil field, some, you know, some kind of service, oil field service business, maybe, and they had some expensive equipment there. I, I really don't know, but but if it's that, then you can't put that kind of stuff in the back of a truck. You no, know, you you can't put I don't know what it is, I and mean, we can't put a CNC machine. You can't put stuff like that in the back of a truck, right? Especially when you're 61 years old and 52 years old. Maybe they were using the forklift and, and uh, loading that in their vehicle. It took over $1 million from this business. And I mean, and for that amount of money, they had to know something was going on. They had to know something was happening. Also, this this morning, our second uh-uh story. Dude, this one, this one here. I want to say thanks to Seth for sending me this. Seth from the Loud Hour. This happened in Anderson County, South Carolina from WSPA. The Anderson County Sheriff's Office said two people are facing drug charges following a traffic stop. According to the Sheriff's Office, deputies initiated the traffic stop along I-85 uh, while conducting proactive control. Deputies pulled over Anthony Miller and Samika Mitchum. Deputies said the first red flag began when the two gave them, gave them conflicting information about her due date, so she had the little she had the little belly. Officials say as Meacham realized deputies were becoming more suspicious of the conflicting story, she took off running and drugs fell from the fake rubber stomach. Remember that happened on next Friday, or was it Friday after next? Whenever Money Mike, uh, he had that that store where. Craig and Day Day were the top flight securities of the world, and they had that couple come in, and they stole some uh, clothes, and they put it in that fake pregnant belly. This is this is what this couple tried to do. She she was hiding the dope in her fake rubber stomach, and it didn't happen. I mean, it, it didn't. Uh, the police were on to it. I mean, but how smart were these officers? Uh, Friday after next. Thank you, Robbie. He said, man, that's messed up, and, and it is. It's very messed up. Uh, officers, uh, see, they collected more than 1,500 grams of cocaine. Miller and Mitchum are facing trafficking cocaine charges. But, dude, for the, for the, the officers, you know, to, to know and realize, okay, maybe she's not pregnant. You know, like, where? Do, I mean, how bad was it for them to say, man, some, something's going on in this vehicle this lady might not be pregnant. And I'm sure they were asking him both those questions. When's the due date? You know, and, and the dude probably didn't know. And he just made stuff up. 
Uh, she's due in, uh, you know, April of 2026, officer. Bing. Red flag. They asked her. She didn't know either. I'm, I'm due in uh, May of uh, 2025, sir. Bing. And she took off running. And then out come the drugs in the uh, in the fake rubber stomach. Miller and Mitchum facing trafficking cocaine charges. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. Uh, what else we got this morning? Oh, yeah, uh, this uh-uh story. Told you we got not one, not two, but we got three uh-uh stories today. Uh, this was another one sent to me by Seth. Police say suspected drunk driver tried to switch places with his dog or, or with a dog. This happened in Denver, Colorado. Police arrested a man on Saturday night who was allegedly driving while intoxicated and he got lost. Don't, don't drink and drive, man. When approached by police, officers said the man trying to switch places with his dog who was in the passenger seat. Dude was probably high. He was probably seeing things. And don't drive while you're high either. Police said the incident started around 11.30 p.m. near 7th and Main in Springfield, which is in the far southeast part of the state, when a driver allegedly was allegedly caught speeding 52 in a 30-mile-per-hour zone. Uh, Don says, can you have another talk show about people getting bullied in school and, and uh, nothing's getting done about it? We'll, we'll see about that, Don. Uh, when police stopped the driver and approached the vehicle, the officer said they watched the driver try to switch places with this dog who was in the passenger seat. Police said the man got out of, of the passenger side of the vehicle and claimed that he was not driving, that it was it was all scruffy. Scruffy was behind the wheel, man. I mean, Alex from Stroh's would go and get the beer, bring it back to his owner. Maybe this dog could really drive. Who knows? It's 2023, man. Maybe dogs can drive nowadays. But, 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 but no. Police said the man got out of the passenger side of the vehicle, claimed he was not driving. The officer said the man showed clear signs of intoxication. <laughs> Sorry, clear signs of intoxication, you think? And when they asked him about how much alcohol he consumed, he ran from the officer. <laughs> the officer said the man was apprehended less than 20 yards away. He didn't get very far, or the police officer that arrested him had some feet on him. Some of those officers, they, they don't have feet on them, man. They can't run. They can't run too, too fast. But got him less than 20 yards away. During the investigation, police learned the man was driving from Los Animas to Pueblo, and he got lost in Springfield. The Baca County Sheriff's Office was called to help with the investigation. The man had not one but two active warrants for his arrest in Pueblo. Once he was medically cleared, police say he was booked into the Baca County Jail. He was also charged with driving under the influence of alcohol and drugs, driving while ability impaired, driving under suspension, speeding 20 to 24 miles per hour over, and resisting arrest. They got him on everything that they could. But, but don't, don't, don't drink and drive. Don't, uh, don't, don't get messed up and, and drive. You know, have your dog drive you. you know, train, him, train him to drive you. Uh, and this, oh, by the way, 8.33, you're inside the power hour here, Planet Radio 106.7. Uh, let's see, let's check the temp. It's still 68 degrees. Oh, sorry, 73. Feels like it's 84. Is this crazy or is this brilliant? 
And if you're watching this morning, I'm going to show you a photo. Let's see, this person here padlocked their milk in the office refrigerator. Here it is right here. Very, let me, I'm going to make the picture a little bit bigger if you're watching. Uh, let's see, how can I do that? Let me do it like this. I want you, I want you to see what they did. Look at that. So there's a, it, it's weird, man. It's like this, maybe this plastic or this metal piece that hooked to the milk cap. Now, this happened overseas. I think it happened in the UK. So they don't have that gallon of milk like we have around here. They don't have that Borden's. Uh, what if you buy your milk at the dollar store? What is it like that Highland? Uh, what else? You know, they don't, they don't have um, the same milk that we do. And, and it's more like a, like a slender jug that they have as well. Almost like what we would buy vegetable oil in. That's what it looks like, these milk containers in the UK. But there's this, or, or maybe they, they took the lid. Let me read the story. Maybe they would say more in this story. I mean, that would be the obvious thing to do, right? Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can find it. Thought I had it up here. Dude, my, my producer, dude. Okay, here we go. But they padlocked their milk. The cap required a key to be opened. But technically, there wasn't anything preventing a thief from taking the whole thing. Okay. But th their idea was to clearly deter theft of any kind. And I hope whoever was drinking this person's milk, they didn't put their nasty lips on it either. Some people come in and said it was petty because it's just milk. It's the principle. It is the principle of it being for someone and then someone else is going to take it. Most people said it was justified. It's like securing your personal items in a locker, especially if there were issues with a communal work fridge. And if you have a communal work fridge at your workplace, you know that that happens. Uh, see, oh, it's called the utter lock. So it, it's an actual thing in Britain. It's, it's a British thing. and I guess you can buy it to lock your milk. It's the milk bottle lock. So you take it, and if you, if you see it, so if you're watching this morning, and, and you can see it up here on the screen. So it's a whole nother lid, then there's this little bracket around it that comes under the handle, and then there's a small padlock to keep somebody from unscrewing your milk. Petty? I mean, maybe, but dude, that's your milk. You work hard for your milk. And if you want to bring some milk to work, to have in the morning, maybe to put in your coffee, I don't know, maybe even fix you a little bowl of cereal during your work break. You know, maybe you got those employees that go take the smoke break. You're not a smoker. So you got to find something to do because that's not fair. If you don't smoke at work and you got smokers taking 18 smoke breaks an hour, that's about three hours all, you know, that they're smoking on the clock. And if you don't smoke, you got to find something else. Maybe it's a cereal break. So maybe this person was just eating some cereal at work and somebody was stealing the milk, decided to do something about it. But let me, let me tell you this story. And this, this really happened. So where, where I used to work, I won't name any names. You know, names won't be changed to protect the innocent. Eric says, want a producer, call me. The producer is me, Eric. <laughs> um. But but this is the, like this really happened. 
And there was a point at this one place where I worked, and this was years ago. And we were having some issues with people taking items from the fridge. And, but, you know, on the other hand, an office fridge is nasty. You know, because people don't clean out the office fridge like they used to. So if you're stealing from the fridge, dude, uh, you, you, you may have some issues. But we had this, it was this time where someone had a whole turkey in the freezer. I don't know if it was given to them, maybe like, you know, by, by someone else. And they had a turkey in the freezer. Because if someone brings you a turkey at work, there's, there's no place to put it. So you got to go put it in the freezer. So I don't know how long this turkey had stayed in the freezer. But after a little while, this turkey ended up missing. Whole frozen ass turkey that was, that was in, the, in the freezer. And someone took it. And it was a big deal. when. The person who owned the turkey said that their turkey was gone. It, it, was, it was a big deal. And, and you know how it gets in the workplace when something's missing and all this other stuff. And emails were sent. And meetings were had. All this, all this, all this stuff. And I remember us having like some ideas. Oh, you know, could have been so-and-so. Could have been so-and-so. And then I kid you not. Like days after this email went out, these meetings went out of the turkey, someone brought a, a oven-roasted turkey to work for everyone to share. So he did, 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 did this person feel bad? But I mean, when he cooked the turkey and he brought it in, everybody was like, you, you, stole, the, you stole the turkey. And you're just going to cook it? And you're going to bring it? I mean, if you're going to go that low, you might as well just give it back to, look, I, 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 I took it. My, that was my fault. I took it. Uh, I thought it was mine. I went shopping uh, Thanksgiving week, and I, I bought a turkey, and I want to leave it in the vehicle. I, and our, and I, I thought I put it in the fridge. I thought it was mine. I'm sorry. But dude cooked it and brought it to work. <laughs> See, that's kind of like an uh-uh. That is like an uh-uh story. Also, this today. U.S. Virgin Islands seek to subpoena Elon Musk in a Jeffrey Epstein lawsuit of all the people. <laughs> of all the people. Uh, this story from West Hawaii today says, the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands trying to subpoena billionaire Elon Musk for documents in its lawsuit seeking to hold J.P. Morgan Chase liable for sex trafficking acts committed by businessman Jeffrey Epstein. I better watch myself talking about Jeffrey Epstein, man. I might not be on the show tomorrow. But Elon Musk has never been publicly accused of any wrongdoing related to Epstein, who killed himself in 2019 as he was awaiting sex trafficking charges in a federal jail in Manhattan. But over the years, there had been unconfirmed speculation Encouraged by Jeffrey Epstein himself, that Epstein had advised Elon Musk on certain business matters. Spokespeople for Elon Musk have denied those reports, but the government of the U.S. Virgin Islands said in a court filing that it believes Epstein may have referred to or, uh, or tried to refer Elon Musk to J.P. Morgan as a potential client. The Virgin Islands, where Epstein had an estate, sued J.P. Morgan last year, saying its investigation has revealed that the financial services giant enabled Epstein's recruiters to pay victims 
and was, quote, indispensable to the operation and concealment of the Epstein trafficking enterprise. Lawyers for J.P. Morgan did not immediately return messages seeking comment on Monday. In the past, they have said victims are entitled to justice, but litigation attempting to blame the financial institution for Epstein's action were legally meritless, directed at the wrong party, and should be dismissed. Authorities allege that Epstein recruited and sexually abused dozens of underage girls at his mansions in New York and Palm Beach, Florida in the early 2000s, and he pled not guilty. And there's probably more to that. What is it? The uh, the island and all and all that stuff. But like you know, Elon, who can we get? Ah, people don't like Elon Musk anymore. Let's go after him. When I saw that, you trying to trying to tie him into into everything. Uh, also, this Wendy's has announced it will begin testing an AI chatbot that can take orders from customers in drive-thrus. How do you think that would go? Would that be a good thing? Would that be a bad thing? The chatbot will be able to converse with customers, answer frequently asked questions, and understand made-to-order requests. So that, you know, that was one thing when I saw the story this morning is if someone would order, uh, you know, custom, hey, I want a, a Whopper, you know, no lettuce, no tomatoes, no pickles, you know, keep the cheese and I want some onions. You know, will the, will the AI chatbot pick that up? And according to this, yes, the answer is, is yes, it would. But, you know, would it, would it cut down on human mistakes at the drive-thru? And it's like, where, where did the mistakes come in? Because now, you know, I guess there were so many mistakes. Then they remember old school, they just had um, just the speaker at the drive-thru. And it was, how can I take your order? And it's like, oh, dude, what is going on here? I'd uh, like a number one, please, with a large uh, Coke. Okay, uh, can you repeat that, please? And and you just, yep, roll up your window. Because that was back in the day, you had to roll them up. Uh, you didn't have any power windows back in the day. And you just and you, and you took whatever was at the drive-thru. You know, you wanted a hamburger and you got some nuggets. Because you couldn't understand what was going on at, at the at the uh, at the window. And then and then they brought in the uh the display. So that way if, if you get your number one, whatever the number one is, you can see it. Is your screen right, sir? Yes, it is. You know, so they got that right. But if you get your order wrong at the drive-thru, it's probably someone working in the back. You know, maybe they read something wrong. Maybe they're having a bad day. You know, you wanted fries with no salt, and they salted the you-know-what out of them. Damn it. Now my blood pressure is going to go up. Uh, but, but AI chatbots at drive-thru windows. It's going to begin uh, at Wendy's. And I'm, I'm sure if it works, everyone's going to be rolling rolling that out. And, dude, everyone now, I'll say everyone. I know sometimes I exaggerate a little bit, but a lot of people, you know, bringing in some kind of artificial intelligence to their – let me take this off the screen. I screwed all that up. Um, you know, people are, are taking artificial intelligence and, and using it wherever they can, you know, for, for good and bad. And now there's like some kidnapping scams where they tell you that you know, maybe a family member is kidnapped. They have an AI version of their voice and they want you to give them money, like ransom money. 
And that and that's what comes to technology, man. Technology is a good thing. Technology is a bad thing. By the way, it's 845, 73 degrees. What about this? You want people to like you more. Do you think this would work when people are speaking to you? This is from the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology. They say, wait until the end of a sentence and then simply repeat the last two or three words your companion said in a sympathetic, questioning tone. It shows you're listening and interested. Let me, let me read that again so my, my brain can compute it. When people are speaking to you, wait until the end of a sentence and then simply repeat the last two or three words your companion said in a sympathetic, questioning tone. It shows you're listening and interested. Uh, what do you think the Saints are going to do this season? Do this season? Well, I, th- I think their schedule is pretty easy. I believe the Saints will do okay. Is, is that what they mean? You repeat the last two or three words? Where are you going to eat for lunch today? I'd like to go with you. I'd like to go with me, huh? I'm thinking we'll go to you know, Mendez's, get us something to eat, if you don't mind. Okay, cool. So that's supposed to make you more engaged. You go to the you go to the end of the conversation, the last sentence, the question, or whatever they ask you, you take the last two or three words and you repeat that in your reply to them. And that shows you're listening and you're interested. Now make sure you're listening though and you're interested because if you don't say the right things, then then, then there's there's whole other issues. David says, I want to go to that restaurant on Johnston with the robot waiters, just like the Jetsons. Yep, that is uh, Mr. C's Landing. Has anyone been to Mr. C's Landing yet? I haven't. I've seen a few uh, people that I'm friends with on Facebook that went. They have the robots that serve you. you know, they come to your table. Can I take your order? And probably they, they don't talk like that, but uh, you, know, you do the ordering and and everything, and then the robot comes out and then delivers your meal. But I wonder if it's if it's pretty expensive. You know, if it's this. Uh, futuristic restaurant, which, I mean, it, it looks cool as hell, and I do want to go try it out. But I wonder if it's expensive with all the fanciness that they have in there, with all the bouginess at Mr. C's, how much how much we're looking at on a, uh, a ticket. David says, I hope they talk like stereotypical 80s robots. That would be cool, too. May I take your order? You answer them back, yes, you may take my order. I want a steak. How would you like that done? That would be medium. <laughs> what is wrong with me today, man? I don't even I, and I don't even have any coffee. I got I got water. Um. Also, this morning, this hashtag. You know, depending on when you on when you grew up, what did you call the hashtag? Do you know the actual name for the hashtag? I always called it a pound sign. Uh, maybe a number sign as well. Growing up, you had a number and a pound sign. But it's not really a hashtag symbol. It's not a pound sign. It's not a number sign. None of those names are right. We were lied to in school. According to the people who made the symbol mainstream in 1968 by making it a key on the touchtone telephone, that little sign is called an Octothorpe, 
Octothorpe, O-C-T-O-T-H-O-R-P-E. And that, that just doesn't sound as cool. Robert says pound sign. Yep. And, and it's just depending on, on when you grew up, pound sign, number sign, hashtag, but it's an Octothorpe. And, and it just, that wouldn't be as cool. You know, like, um, you know, hashtag listen to the planet. Octothorpe, listen to the planet. Just, it's just, it's not as cool. But there's a little did you know today and, and also a now you know today. And having a midlife crisis, is that happening at earlier ages today? You know, you think growing up, you think about a midlife crisis or, you know, maybe you overheard your parents talking about, you know, so-and-so is having a midlife crisis. And maybe they, they, they might have bought a new Trans Am back in the day or something like that. And that was a uh, uh, you know, midlife crisis for that person. And a midlife crisis, if you think about it, the old school thinking was at the age of 50, right? Because you're kind of like at that middle age. I'll be 48 this year. Am I coming up on a midlife crisis? I don't know. I got, I got three years to find out. But this says, are you questioning what you've done with your life? Saying maybe we should stop calling it a midlife crisis and just call it a life crisis. Psychological research reveals that at age 28, people start questioning the meaningfulness of their lives and that peaks at 29 and then declines at 30. So it starts there, and then it happens again. You go through that cycle again at 38, 48, maybe I'm coming up on it, and then 58, and then the rest of our lives. You know, but back in the day, a midlife crisis was, you know, maybe maybe a dude, you know, or it might, or it might have been a chick, you know, they... You know, losing weight, you know, might get some fancier clothes. They got a, uh, a new hairstyle and a sports car, right? That always happened in the, in the movies or TV shows. That midlife crisis, you know, they lost some weight, got a new hairstyle, and they got a sports car. Maybe they got that Trans Am, they got that vet, you know, probably was a, uh, uh, a convertible of some sort, uh, something like that. But nowadays, psychologists say that it starts at, at the age of 28. And what do, you, what do you have to worry about at the age of, of 28? Is there more to worry about today at the age of 28 than what we did back in the day? If, if you're Gen X, answer that question. If you're 28, 29, answer that question with yourself right now. But it's at that point, man, and, and you know, I feel nowadays, you know, that... Um, I, I feel kids now that if, if they want to work, if they're coming out of college and all that stuff, man, they can make more money now than what we made coming up. And I'm, and I'm not hating on that. I mean, my, my son's a barber at 22, and, and I, 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 I applaud that. Making more money than I was at 22. I think I was still at that 425 an hour, man. I mean, opportunities are all over now. Whether it's in real life, whether it's in the digital life, there's there's so many opportunities right now to make some money. If you if you want to, you come in, I mean, how many how many how many of you came up on four twenty five an hour? You know, even when you got into the workforce, man, you're lucky to get four or five dollars an hour. 
And your check was like $300. And then you thought there was some money. Oh, dude, we're going to Cowboys uh, tonight. You know, we're going to uh, we're going to the keg tonight. We're going to Mako's on the Strip Saturday too, dude. You, can, I mean, but but the cost of living was lower, dude. You could you could live on that three hundred dollars a week better than you could live on three hundred dollars a week nowadays. And you could go to Taco Bell for like two bucks, and you were full. You might not even ate all your food back in the day uh, at Taco Bell for for two dollars. You know, combos were like three twenty five. What are combos today, dude? 11 bucks, 12 bucks. <laughs> Keith says, 20 bucks to fill up the Yoda truck. You're right. I filled up my Zuzu for, I don't know, $10, $15. Brent says, Chick fil A started me at $375 when I was 16. Yep. Um, I think it was $425 at when Dixie and Rain for me, if I'm not mistaken. That was 90, uh, 90, 92-ish, 93-ish. And then I uh, didn't make much more than that, you know, work, working with my dad, coming out of school or working in the summertime. You know, build, building houses. And, um, but yeah, dude. You know, just thinking back, 28, 29, having a midlife crisis. You got, you got it good if you're, if you're 28, 29 nowadays, man. You got it, you got it pretty good. But it looks, it looks like there's a cycle of midlife, midlife crisis according to this. You get it at 28, 29, 38, 48, 58. So I guess I got coming, one coming up next year. We're coming to the end of our Power Hour today. Power Hour is where we go in on, on stories, what's trending, what's happening for the day, uh, what's happening here in Acadiana, statewide, national, worldwide, all over the place. Uh, and we throw it all into this hour that we call the Power Hour. Thanks to Motor City for powering the morning show. 1111 North University in Lafayette. Looking for a great pre-owned vehicle. Go and see JP and the crew. Oh, and don't forget uh, Friday the 26th. So not this Friday, but next Friday. They have the uh, blood drive that's going on there. I thought I had my notes here, but it is on Friday the 26th from 11 until 2.30. And it's through Vitalant. And you, you can sign up through Vitalant. Maybe that's your lunch hour, and you're like, man, I, I, I can only do it between 12 and 1. Go uh, to the Vitalant website. Uh, there's also an 800 number. You can call there. You can schedule your appointment as the Blood Mobile will be at Motor City, 1111 North University in Lafayette. That's on Friday, May 26th. I think I have, I don't know what I have. I got the O something. I don't know if I'm O positive or if I'm O negative. I'm one of the O's. So I get calls and emails all the time to, because they want they want that good good uh, that I that that I have I guess but I get calls and emails all the time and I haven't been to Vitalin in a while so I'll, I'm gonna go and uh, donate some blood and hopefully you can do it as well that's on Friday May 26th uh, you can check out Motor City's Facebook page and their social media channels for more information about that so done for today in the Power Hour but we got one more hour left inside the show. More 90s and 2000s rock. We got Goo Goo Dolls coming up after nine. Soundgarden. Also going to get to Green Day. Uh, what else we got? Ooh, Santana and Everlast. Put your lights on. Got that one. Remember that one? Corn, garbage, and more. It's all on the way. Planet Radio 106.7. All right, cool. Wrapping it up. See you all again tomorrow, 8 a.m.